Welcome to the Gum Guru Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm Jason Kong here with Dr. Macon Singletary. And today our episode is called Tongue and Lip Ties Unraveled, Separating Fact from Fiction. Dr. Singletary, how are you doing? Better than I deserve. That's what I like to hear. We're all blessed. Dr. Singletary, let's start with the basics here. Uh, I think we've heard these terms a lot, but maybe we don't quite know the science or biology behind it. Let's let's start with what is a tongue tie and what is a lip tie? Good question. So when you're developed in utero, the right side meets the left side. And, and so that facial midline structure, if you look at your face, it's symmetrical. And in that midline, there's soft tissue unions. And in the oral cavity, right in the middle, uh, on your upper lip, is a, a epithelial attachment. Some people say it's muscle. It's not muscle. It's just skin. But it, when you lip, when you smile, it tugs on the gum. And then under your tongue, you got the same thing. If you lift your tongue up, you can see that's called a lingual frenum. And the labial frenum is the upper lip. And if you look, take your fingers and lift your upper lip up, you'll see it attached. Most people really don't pay much attention to it. So how do we know that there's an issue here? How do we know that we've, we've got a problem? Well, early on when you have a baby and they have a difficulty sucking or with lactation, it could be that they're tongue-tied and they can't move the tongue effectively. So usually the pediatrician, uh, the doctor will be able to see that. The lactation nurse will be able to notice it and may make a suggestion that you know, maybe they can't latch on or, or suck appropriately because the tongue is, is tied down and they can't pull the tongue out to, to, to get a good sucking motion or a seal. So that's one way. If you, get, if you survive that and get to the teenage years or when your primary teeth come in and then the secondary teeth start to come, your adult teeth, it, it could be that the labial frenum will affect the teeth coming into the arch and cause the teeth to separate. And so that's another factor that, you know, when a dentist or the, he looks in the mouth, they say, well, you, you need orthodontic therapy. You know, if you've got a strong labial frenum and that tissue in between the two front teeth, it may prevent the teeth from coming together. Or once they're together, if that labial frenum is still there, cause them to separate. That's another way. Now, if you're an ice cream uh, fascinato or you love your ice cream cone, you know, if you're licking it and you can't lick it from top to bottom and you just can barely stick your tongue out, like I, I'm tongue-tied. Uh, my wife is just waiting to get my, my lingual freedom <laughs> done. <laughs> but um, because when she sees me try to eat an ice cream cone, she's going, boy, that looks tough. <laughs> you're having a hard time doing that. But uh, I got through life without it. it. It does affect speech a little bit, too. And so, um, you know, people that who are, do a lot of oral speaking or speeches, it may affect their speech. And so relieving the tongue may allow the enunciation to be better. So the things that can be done, you, you can get through life, fact or fiction, you can get through life, and, you know, these things are just aggravations. But then again, you know, the quality of life can be improved if you can speak better or eat better or don't have to worry about your teeth being separated because of a, a tongue, a lip freedom. I don't, maybe the, the explanation may be far too scientific for me, but how does this little piece of skin uh, on the inside of your lip cause your teeth to, to separate? 
so what happens when that tissue attaches, there are muscle fibers up in your lip. The tooth sits in uh, the socket, and there's a ligament that attaches the root to bone, and the gum attaches around the neck of the tooth, and there are gum fibers that attach to the neck of the tooth. So if you think about it, you got a tooth with gum attached to it above the bone, about three millimeters, and then outside of that, you know, you brush and floss. That's where we say you need to get your bristles down toward the tooth gum junction. But if you have a, if you imagine taking some, uh, attaching something to the gum and tugging on it and tugging on it and tugging on it, you know, those muscle, those collagen fibers that attach to the tooth tug on the tooth. So that tug can keep the teeth from coming together. If it's a real prominent one, that's a lot of tissue. It could be a lot of tissue there. Or it, when you come, the teeth do come together with braces, causing them to split apart. So eliminating that tug um, is a good thing to do. And most people who go through orthodontic therapy, this is an evaluation that the dentist will say, hey, you need to be aware of this. You know, we can do this before or after. Usually um, I leave it up to if it's, if it's an orthodontist, you know, I say, well, if you can do your orthodontic movement first, then let me see it. Because when we do a phrenectomy, a uh, labial phrenectomy, there can be an aesthetic concern. And you got to be aware of where the fiber attaches, how it affects the gum tissue in between the teeth. As, as I was saying, that attaches to the tooth. And you just can't go in there willy-nilly and just say, oh, I'm going to trim this up and we're going to live happily ever after. There's a there's a technique to it that, that will preserve the tissue in between the teeth, but also eliminate that tug. Gotcha. So if this is an avenue that we need to pursue some treatment for, what what is available at your disposal to help with this? Well, you know, technology is phenomenal. We used to be able to, you know, we, we obviously we use anesthetic. Now, believe it or not, um, you know, babies, you know, it's a real quick procedure. And I don't use a scalpel. Uh, now, in the old days, they would have to use a scalpel. I say the old days. Some people still use the scalpel to to trim the frenum or to, to cut it. But you, you definitely need anesthetic with that. And there's a, a capillary uh, violation there, so you may get a little bleeding with that. And we can handle that. With the laser technology today, it, the laser light does the cutting. It coagulates the capillaries. I don't have to use sutures. I don't, and it hardly ever bleeds, and um, it just makes it nice. And for adults, yes, I do I use acupuncture. No, I'm just kidding. I do, <laughs> I do use anesthetic, local, just a local, a little pinch in your numb, and then when the numbness wears off, it's pretty much you can go back to work and do anything you want. And so, and it's nice for young individuals too, for babies because it's there's no really no blood. And um, it's a quick procedure. Is this a, a one-and-done session, or is this something where we maybe need to follow up a few times? How does that work? It should be one-and-done. You can, like any time you do an incision, it, it depends on the person heals. They can heal that, attack, that freedom back some, like an adhesion. So there are exercises that we recommend to be done, particularly with, with infants, you know, moving the tongue around, taking the feeding and going in and just manipulating it so that the, it doesn't, um, the body doesn't heal back. In adults, it's just you know, some tongue exercises or lip exercises and just to make sure you know, gently that you manipulate it but don't allow the tissue to heal back together. You mentioned some 
inconveniences that you've encountered in your life by being a little bit tongue-tied. What are the consequences of not having this address? Mostly for tooth position is the teeth shift. Now, people with periodontal disease, uh, the teeth are going to shift to a certain degree, but any outside influence, clenching, grinding, labial frenums, you can cause the teeth to shift. So eliminating that prevents one aspect of teeth moving. As far as speech goes, it, it varies. You know, sometimes being able to eat effectively, particularly as one gets older, uh, but um, speech is the most uh, important thing. And so being able to enunciate correctly, particularly if you're public speaking, you know, it could affect one's ability to understand what you're saying. Of course, when I was in the Perio program at Chapel Hill, they gave me a book that said, when in doubt, mumble. I think I'm blaming it on my tongue tie. <laughs> so obviously you've, you've had a lot of experience with per- performing this procedure, but you've had uh, one where maybe there's a little bit more pressure on you recently. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grandfather three times. Uh, I have, my oldest daughter had twins, a boy and a girl. They live in Alabama. And one of my other daughters just had a little baby girl, Eliza. She is beautiful. Most, most gorgeous baby that I have seen born. Uh, I'm not biased at all, but <laughs> <laughs> but her, her mom is breastfeeding, and it was having problems for the baby being able to latch on and, and lactate appropriately, and the lactation nurse said, I think she's tongue-tied. And so, obviously, they come into the office, and I looked at it, and I said, yes, she's tongue-tied. So pressure's on. You know, This is my, my granddaughter. She's, what, three weeks old at this point, and... Um, I said, okay, we can use a laser. I know it'll be quick. And um, we, we were able to do it. And then um, it, she did great. I mean, it was just a quick procedure, um, a little little cry here and there. But after that, she just was fine. And uh, it did well. And she's lactating better. She's feeding better, not taking as long. And so, which is good for the mom because it was taking an hour to do it before. Now it's down to 20 minutes, which is a good thing. But her dad goes, well, I've been tongued out all my life. And he sort of mentioned to me every once in a while that he, he affects his speech. So while I did Eliza, I had Timmy sit in the chair, and I said, all right, let's fix you. <laughs> so we, we did, my son-in-law we took care of his lingual freedom as well. And if you go to our webpage, you got a video of him uh, experience the fact that he can stick his tongue out and almost touch the tip of his nose. Well, that's cool to see. It was a a two-for-one scenario. I'm glad it worked out. And I know uh, when it comes to lactation, that can be a stressful situation if you're uh, you're in fear that your child is is taking a little longer or maybe not getting enough nutrition. So I'm glad that you were able to help your daughter in that way because that, that had to have been a big relief for her. Yeah, yes. And it was nice to see that she, you know, afterwards that she did great and you know, there were, you know, you always wonder, I'm, I'm in the no pain, no pain group. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dental phobic from way back, so <laughs> I'm sensitive to all that. Well, that's, that's why you're so great with your patients, and you do consider any sort of pain that they may encounter and either eliminate that altogether or minimize it as much as possible. Well, we wouldn't have uh, an episode of The Gum Guru without our action step. So what is our action step for today? Well, you know, if, if you think your speech is affected, if you think 
that your your baby is not being able to lactate appropriately, I ask the nurse or the doctors what do they think. You know, let them guide you uh, along that lines. But um, but if you're a teenager and you're getting ready to go through braces, you know, lift your lip up and make sure that if that freedom attachment, or even lower, you have a labial freedom on the lower too. Your lower lip has a freedom attachment as well. Both can be a problem, and so just pull your lip out and look. And if it looks like it's going in between the teeth, you know, pretty significantly, get it checked out because you, you don't want down the road, if you're going through braces, that it relapses. And, um, you know, it could be handled pretty quickly and pretty effectively. That's great advice, a great action tip. And if you need help in your situation, seek out North Raleigh Periodontics and Dr. Macon Singletary. Well, on behalf of Dr. Singletary and myself, Jason Kong, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Gum Guru. If you would like to know more about ways to make sure your smile is healthy or more information on any of the treatments in today's discussion, check out their website at NorthRaleighPerio.com. If you have other questions you'd like to have answered on the Gum Guru podcast, send them to contact at NorthRaleighPerio.com. 